Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. Well, good morning, everybody. Isn't it great to be here today? And uh, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Not only have we got... uh, a bit of a a gap, (laughs) a bit of a strange setup here. But there's also, you will have noticed if you were here early enough, that uh, we've already had participation from children in our service today. And there's much, much more, much, much more to look forward to. But we wanted to have a focus, a particular focus today, on families and children. And to do that, it's really important to start, first of all, and to have a look at the Bible and see, well, what does the Bible tell us about the importance of families? And boy, it does tell us a lot about the importance because God made us as families. God made us to, um, to be families, not only as our nuclear family, but to be in a broader family, a broader community. So we're going to um, dive in and have a little look today, starting in a passage that may be familiar to you. Uh, It's Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 1 to 9. So if you've brought your Bibles along, please open them up to Deuteronomy chapter 6, 1 to 9. If you like the the more electronic version, please open up the U version if you've got that and open up to uh, the the event that we have on the Church of Christ page there of Deuteronomy chapter 6, 1 to 9, that will be on there. And we're going to have a read through, but I'd like you to have a a lens as we're looking at this to see uh, your perspective as maybe a grandparent, maybe an auntie, maybe a parent, maybe a friend, maybe a community member, whatever it is that your role may be, in either this place or in the wider community as you hear these words that we're going to read today from Deuteronomy chapter 6. So let's get into it. These are the commands and decrees. So this is Moses calling all of the Israelites together and giving them instructions. These are the commands, decrees and laws. The Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you and so that you may enjoy a long life. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. 
write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So let's have a little look at some of those uh, words that we've just uh, read and see how can they may be applicable to us, to us sitting here today, because these words were written a very long time ago, a very, very long time ago. So, so what can they mean to us now? So let's start by having a look at verse 6, where it says, they are to be on your hearts, on your hearts. So I see this as, as saying, okay, so first of all, it's about us ourselves, your, yourself, myself. So it's to be a personal relationship that we need with our God. So first of all, we need to be looking at what choices are we making? How are we living? What are we doing? What's on my heart? What's on my mind? The, what are the, the, the things that I'm doing around me? How are they impacting what I'm doing personally? And how am, I, how am I seeking to follow God? What am I doing? But then in, right in the next verse, in verse 7, it says, impress them on your children. Now, I know that you don't all have biological children or you don't have biological young children around you, but let's, let's get bigger picture than that, okay? So when we see your children, think children, okay? Think children, children around you. So impress them on these children. Impress them on these children. So, so first of all, it's to be on our hearts, and then it is to impress them on your children. Because back then, in the time when the, this has been sped, said, when they're talking children, it is children, children. It's a bigger picture, children. So how are we, how are you how am I impressing on these children? So from what's in my heart, what am I reflecting to the children around through love, through action? What are children seeing in me? What are they hearing in what I'm saying? What are they hearing in what I'm doing? What are they hearing in what you're saying? What are they hearing in what you're doing? What are you living out in front of children? In the same verse, it says, when you sit at home, when talk to them, talk about them when you sit at home. So I see this as, as a bit more talking about like a teaching type of time. So it's more a teaching, because back then that's when the teaching did happen. So a, as a teaching role that it might be parents, it might be others that are teaching children. So are there deliberate times that you're able to talk about God? Are there deliberate times in, at home that you're able to put aside to talk about God with your children or with other children, with grandchildren, with friends' children, with children in COGS, with other children that you come across in other situations? in other places. So how are you talking about God to children around you? Or what about when you walk along the road? So I see this as, as a very casual kind of uh, th discussion about doing life together, 
when you're walking along the road and you're, you just happen to be, uh, or purposefully, doing something together along the road. So who are you happening to be doing life with in, that is of a different generation? Who are you walking along the road together with? How are you able to encourage and listen and support and talk to life together? If it's your own children, how are you making that happen? If it's other people's children, is that something that you're able to invest in and do? Or how is it that you might be able to start doing? And then lastly, or second last, is the, when it says that when you lie down and get up. So this one is probably particularly for those that are caregivers and parents. So is there something that you're particularly doing when your children are going to bed? Is there a routine that you've established? Are you able to pray with them? Is that something that you've tried and gone, oh, it's a little bit tricky? Have you been able to give it another go? Try another way of just blessing your children by praying with them and, and uh, asking them to pray and seeing, is it okay? Is it all right? And giving it another go and just being a little bit, uh, yeah, giving it just seeing if it's all right, and it is all right, but just having another go and being bold in that. And then the last one that I wanted to point out on here is in verse 8, and it says, Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Now, this is not maybe something we do quite literally anymore, although back then they did, like they actually had little pouches. The men used to go to prayers with pouches on their, their foreheads and they had, had the word of God written. And, uh, and if you wanted to become a, a uh, rabbi, you needed to learn off by heart, basically the, old te- the a whole Old Testament. Um, we, we don't need to do quite that anymore. But it's not to say that there's still not power in the word of God and power in remembering the word And it's something that in COGS this year we've been looking at and uh, the importance of the Word of God and importance in remembering the Word and why is it that the Bible is so important to us and why is it that the Bible has been given to us. But what what is it about um, how God speaks to us through it? And we've got... um, there's, There's even some verses in the Bible that talk to us about how important the Bible is to us. As well as that, something else we've been looking at in COGS this year is about the importance of the family and the importance of the generations of ancestors and, and the importance that we're built on Jesus, that we can walk alongside, that we can sit and show children God's love, that we can be part of God's family. Part of uh, impressing God's love on the children in this community has led to a really exciting initiative that we are launching this morning. And part of the vision of of this community is is transforming, transforming community. And Izzy, if you want to... Oh, you've already done it. Well done, sweetie. Um, That's my daughter, sorry. (laughs) That's why I've called her sweetie. Uh, um, This particular space that we're in, sometimes it doesn't work for everyone. And if it's not working, sometimes we need to rethink. And this particular space, even though it's almost brand new, 
for particular people with high sensory needs, they sometimes need to leave or at least go into the foyer. And that's really hard, particularly if you're uh, the parents or you're, you're a sibling of a child that is just not coping in an environment of a lot of noise, uh, a lot of stimulation. And it can be pretty tough if you're in a family that just has to bail. And so when I was aware that this is happening, as the family's pastor, it was breaking my heart. And I felt that if there was anything we could do, I wanted to be able to support anyone in any situation, whatever it is, is there something that we can do? And so we looked at how to address it. And given we had some uh, rooms that were not being used, um, there was an opportunity to actually apply for a grant. And praise God, we were successful in receiving a grant. And this morning, we are launching our sensory room. So, yeah, it's exciting. So, this was made possible through CareWorks. CareWorks is an initiative of Churches of Christ in Victoria and Tasmania. And also, we had to top up with a small monetary gift from Crafty, not that small, from Crafty Friends. So, thank you as well to Crafty Friends for helping. And we had a mountain of work by an uh, amazing group of volunteers as well to make this a reality in the sensory room. The, it was designed by a sensory consultant, and yes, such people exist. This particular one was called William Reddy. And uh, thanks to Julie Dunmill, who uh, is here this morning, I had a conversation with her uh, many months ago. She is the Strengthening pa uh, Parent Support Program Coordinator at Uniting Wimmera. And she passed on the details of William Reddy. They have designed spaces for schools and hospitals and other public venues. I must say, when I spoke to Andy uh, Ryan from William Reddy, and I said, oh, yeah, I'm from a church, and we're looking at putting in a sensory room at our church building, and he went, what? A church? <laughs> oh, okay. But by the end of the project, he was so excited, just so excited about what was happening in this space and the end result that was achieved as well. And so the room includes a sensory touch wall, which is the map of Australia. It includes an activity wall, sensory seats, cushions, weighted blankets and toys, the bubble tower, bubble and light tower, the noise dampening and the couch. And Izzy, if you just want to stop and go to the other slide, which is the planning slide, it's a little embarrassing, but worth showing you. Yes, this is my artistic... Uh, effort. When talking to Andy, and oh, I forgot to check, but somebody said to me when I was showing them the original brief from the consultant that, uh, that had an octopus as a sensory wall, and I was just like, that's not us. We can't have an octopus. Uh, but what we could have is, and there was someone, and thank you, whoever it was, we want to have some native animals as a reflection, and so my little sketch uh, produced that. And I took a photo of it and sent it to the consultant. And if you want to go to the next slide, 
that's what he sent back. <laughs> and I went, wow, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're, you're on hire and, not, uh, and I'm not the consultant. But, uh, yeah, so we now have, uh, and then they turned it into a, a CAD AutoCAD uh, wonder and it got uh, cut out by uh, Michael Gellert organised that and that was just incredible. So yeah, it's all just been amazing. So we now have a room and this is really important to clarify for you all and you can put it back onto the photos now, thank you, that this is a room for, uh, that I know all ages would enjoy but we do ask that this room is held as a therapeutic space particularly but not exclusively, it's for age, ch children aged 4 to 12 with elevated sensory needs who require a place accompanied by an adult to calm and regulate themselves in order to re-engage. Re-engage together with us, back together in worship and interacting with others. So it's not a play place. It's not a play place for anybody to go just because. It is be being built very deliberately with heart and with love so that we can support and encourage inclusion for everybody. Can we join together and pray for our families this morning? Heavenly Father, today we are joining together celebrating and supporting the precious families in our church community. We give you praise that you have created families where your love can be modelled, where we can be loved, nurtured and encouraged. We thank you for the beautiful diversity you've created in families and that each family's uniqueness can reflect a different part of your perfect character. We thank you for every family represented here today and for those that are not with us. Today we ask for your blessing upon these families. God, we pray that your unconditional love would be ever-present in our families. May we look to you as our example, knowing that you can give us all we need to love our families completely. May our families be places where both young and old alike feel valued beyond doubt, where they always feel safe and accepted as they are. May our families be places where we feel enabled to grow into all that you have in store for us to be, fulfilling our potential in you. God, we pray for unity in our families, that you would bind together families in your love, strengthening them and building them up. Where there is disharmony, we pray for reconciliation. Where there is unforgiveness, we pray for your strength to forgive. Where there is helplessness, we pray for your hope. Where there is misunderstanding, we pray for empathy. Where there is uncertainty, we pray for peace. God, help us to support the families in our community. We give you praise that strong communities are built of strong families. We thank you for the wisdom of those who have gone before us. God, may we be generous and thoughtful in our support of one another. Give us the courage to step out and allow you to work through us, knowing that you created and value families. We lift up all the families in our community and ask for your protection over them. We thank you that you can work in any situation. And today we join together and pray against strongholds of sickness, of debt, of homelessness, of abuse and anything that is not of you. We pray that the families in our community would reflect the goodness that is in you. And Father, today we acknowledge and lift up the youngest members of our church community. Jesus valued and welcomed the little children and we pray that this would be a place where they feel valued and welcomed too. We thank you for our Cogs and Mailing Music Ministries. May our children grow in their understanding of just how much you love them. 
May they know that they can come to you freely. May they grow in the gifts you have given them. We thank you for our leaders and helpers of these groups, for the time and skills they give because they know just how much you love and value children and because they love and value them too. Please continue to fill them with your passion, giving them strength and enthusiasm as they bless our children. God, today may we be excited and encouraged by this younger generation. Let us learn from them as they learn from us. We thank you for your great plans for them and for how you are using them and will continue to use them for your glory. In your name, amen.